Welcome to Life Karma. The revolution of revolutions. Revolution. It's a revolution. SB here. BA. Well, greetings, everyone. A lot of exciting things yes. happening out there. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, hello. Jeez, it's nuts today. I'm not so. You know, usually we don't do these till Sundays, but I was like, Sam, we got to jump on and talk about this. This is crazy. It's a, it's a revolution. It literally is a revolution. It's a revolution. The masses are starting to take control. Anytime you can make billionaires of hedge funds lose money at their own game, that's pretty freaking awesome. And uh, I mean, how many times have we talked about how, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Like, how do we get them to notice? How do we get them? How do we get the government and, and these people notice that America is struggling? So why don't you explain to our audience um, what went down in the last few days? Yeah. So I'm going to read verbatim. It's uh, Josh Gross. He's on Twitter. Uh, it's his handles at and twist because I've been getting a lot of questions, phone calls. I've, I even called a bunch of financial advisor traders. But anyways, I thought this guy explained the best. So let me quote him. And this was today at 2.51. He says, so many folks, especially the media, are missing the complete backstory on GME, which is GameStop, and how we got here in the stock market. This has been simmering for over a year, and the story behind it is great. I've been tracking this since September and devoured all of the details from the origin through today. So back in September 2019, some guy named Deep Effing Value, really that's his name, Deep, but he's the whole effing word. I don't think I could say it. So it says deep Yeah, F Deep Effing, like value. the F word effing? Yes. That's his middle name. Wow. Yep. Fascinating. Uh, posted this on his Wall Street Bets, and then this is on uh, Reddit, and he, said, he talks about how... GameStop was undervalued. And so Josh goes on, he says, it was just a post about his leaps, AKA long-term equity anticipation securities um, on GME, which is GameStop. At the time, nobody understood his position at all. The top comment on that post was bid as spread on these ridiculous good luck getting rid of them. So basically saying you're crazy, right? For the next year, every month, about once a month, he posted his YOLO GME position and every month for a year, he got made fun of. I caught wind of this trade back in September 2020, a full year after this guy was already holding. I also thought it was weird. The dying retailer? So I dug into the public quarterly reports of GameStop. Every quarter, public companies are required to release what's called a 10Q, which is a quarterly report of their financials. You can find them here, and he posts a link. And what did I find? GameStop was actually in a great financial position they weren't going broke in fact they had a lot lot uh, excuse me they had a lot of cash in hand enough to pay off all their debts so why was it trading at like two to four bucks a share next i looked at their their short interest shorting for those who don't know is when you borrow a stock from someone and sell it on the market expecting the price to go down you so know? you bet on it that they're gonna they're mm -hmm. gonna decrease in value yep. yep you eventually buy back the stock at a lower price return the borrowed share and pocket the difference so the short interest was over a hundred percent of total shares in fact it was a hundred and forty percent of total shares which makes no sense how can you sell more shares than there are shares that's a little that's first red flag right Keep in mind, not all shares are actively traded. In fact, over 75% of GameStop is locked up in passive funds and GameStop board and C-suite. 
So really short interest was like three to 500% of float. Float is how many shares are actively traded, which is insane. Basically the shorts, which are hedge funds like Melvin and were expecting GameStop to go bankrupt and they never have to cover. So deep effing value had figured this out long before anyone, even Michael Burry, Yes, the big short guy, the movie. Right. Who bought in after deep effing value guy. And he bought in the conviction in his trade, ignoring the haters. A year later, the people start to take notice on Reddit. The prices started to inch up four to eight to 12 over September and October. And more people on Wall Street bets started buying in. And then more people and then more people, which of course makes the price go up. Eventually, the shorts are supposed to cover. But how? They need to purchase more shares than there are in the company. <laughs> you could just, you just see these billionaires losing their mind. I have to buy more shares that don't even exist. How do I to cover this? Well, that means purchasing at any price. <coughs> so he goes on, but he goes into gamma, but basically by shorting this and realizing it and them driving the price up, all these hedge funds had to go buy, 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 even at, these high costs. It was up to 500 bucks. At one so, point. so explain to us in, in layman's terms, what went down it's like a, in a couple sentences, because that was pretty complex. Yeah, it is very, in a couple sentences. Here's what happened. The hedge funds bet on GameStop going down. Then they were wrong. And then they didn't have the money to pay up. Okay. They didn't have the money to pay up, but what made them wrong? Because one GameStop was liquid and solvent and we figured, and not we, but the guy figured it out. And so he kept buying and he got other people to buy because it was a good stock to buy. Okay. So they drove up the price. So the masses, yes, the it was the masses people. versus the hedge funds and the masses knew it and they acted on it and it blew the hedge funds to hell because they were really basically betting on the d- destroying, they were trying to destroy GameStop. They're trying to destroy the company that, yeah. Allegedly, they're supposed to help. Yeah. So this this reminds me of what they got away with in 2008, because as everybody was losing everything, their fortunes and everything, the hedge funds were making billions of dollars. So maybe this is a little payback. Well, yeah. That's why you're saying this is a revolution. This is a revolution, because it's like, like if anybody's seen the big short where Michael Burry is the guy that figured out the housing market was going to bubble. Right. And he went and bet. With Chase Bank, all of them, hey, this is going to burst. And they laughed him out of there, but they took his money, like $100 million. He made like over $40 billion. Oh, dude. Dude, grief. That's and, unbelievable. And he noticed this one a little later than the other guy. But he, he has made ridiculous amounts of money on this today. Right. Okay, so if you're not a genius like that dude, or if you're not, you know, if you're not studying the markets, what can the average person do to... Um, to take advantage of opportunity. And it's just so complex. There's so many things you have to watch to, to play in the stock market. What do you, what, what kind of advice do you give people? You know, one thing I'd, I'd say is go follow Reddit's free. You can go start, follow this group called wall street bets because here's, what's great about it is they post ideas or whatever, and people either agree or disagree. And they tell you why it's almost like having your free financial advisor. Okay. And then Robinhood app is what most people like you and I trade on with our own money. They shut down the trading of GameStop today. How is, how is that fair? How is that possible? That's just protecting the head fund, head funders. You could sell GameStop, but you could not buy it, which means they were trying to drive the price down to screw people like you and me. Right. And to protect the hedge fund managers. Correct. 
Because guess who's going public soon? Robin Hood app. Oh, so they're just CYA and well, they're trying to that, but they need they, they need, need the hedge, hedge funds support. To buy it. Yeah, they need hedge funds for support. So once again, it's all about money. All about money. And the little guy gets stuck. Yeah. Well, it sounds like the little guy got pissed off enough to do something about it, and it may it caused a revolution. It, it just messed it's some just, things up. It's a revolution. That's yeah. the only way. So yeah, I I'd find these groups on red like Wall Street bets. Follow it, learn it. It doesn't mean you jump right in, but there's going to be ways. There's going to be opportunities like this. I mean, do you remember Occupy Wall Street when all those people were like protesting down on the street and all the Wall Street people up there on their balcony drinking champagne, laughing at the people? Yeah. Like I'm like. Screw you. This was a long time coming. If our freaking government bails these guys out. Oh, which they will because the, the hedge funds are what the, the people with the power keep the power. So until there's a revolution in vote and people are sick of the Democrats and sick of the Republicans, we're still going to get the same old, same old. Right. So yes. maybe we could learn some lessons and take back the power. Well, you don't be greedy. You know, can you believe AOC and Ted Cruz? Actually agreed on this issue today. The, yeah, Ted Cruz and AOC. I didn't think she agreed with anybody. No, you were also telling me that Nancy Pelosi buys, puts a million dollars, a million five into Tesla stock the day before it's announced that the all the government cars that had to be electric. Yeah, they're going to Biden announced. Biden announced that. that, so she buys a million dollars with a million and a half, million yeah. and a half for the share, and she makes in one day makes a million dollars. So if that's not insider trading, like what, what is. the hell is that's a like, felony? That's a total felony. What like why are we what okay part of that that does she not understand? Why, why why are we okay? You know, this is not the first time she did this. She put a million into what's called CrowdStrike, which is the company that got announced to investigate Hillary's email scandal. She put it in right before they got that contract. Oh my gosh. She put a million dollars into that. Yeah. I looked at, you know, I got my W-2 today and I love the company I work for and it's a blessing. And then I looked at all the taxes I paid mm -hmm. and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, I paid, definitely paid more taxes than Donald Trump. Oh, yeah, well, that's a given. Because he doesn't pay tax because he's so rich he doesn't pay. Well, not only that, but he, he has made up losses, right? Like, it's all in the accounting, right? That's why okay. I keep telling people, like, it doesn't matter who you vote for. The rich are going to stay rich unless we have a true change, a true right. revolution. Yeah. So there's been talk about, like, a flat tax rate for everyone, mm -hmm. right? And that, yeah. that would probably help everyone. I, you know, my idea is just, a you know, a consumption tax. Right. Just make... Tax everything you consume. Tax everything you consume. No income tax. <clears throat> Get rid of the IRS. Well, they don't have income tax in Nevada because they have gaming well, that's tax. State, state income tax. Yeah, state income tax because they have ga they have gaming tax that m makes up the difference, right? Correct. But um, same with Texas. Yeah. So it's it's property. It's the property taxes that kill you. It's the mm -hmm. it's the federal. I mean, I paid a fortune in federal tax. Right. I, I paid a considerable amount in state tax. Then I paid Social Security. Then I paid Medicare, Medicaid. And like you add all that shit up, and I'm like, it's it's three times what I made my first job thirty years ago. Well, then health, and I'm like, how is that possible? Well, healthcare, which you're required to have, right? That's almost like a tax. Well, it is because, but I but I do a high. I do a HSA, and then oh, well, and then I do a high deductible, and but that costs me another. If you add that into it, it adds another. 
10 grand. Yeah, which is really only for cancer, if you think about it. Yeah, you're just gaming. You're just saying, okay, catastrophic. Correct. You're just betting that you won't you won't lose everything if you have a catastrophic that's what I'm illness. It's not really insurance. No, it's just catastrophic yeah, it's, coverage. It's, it, it, it's more as a tax. Yeah, that's true. That's, that's true. my opinion. I mean, it's just like, this is beautiful. I mean, although billionaires are losing their minds on CNBC and all these hedge fund guys, go go screw yourselves. Like, for real, go screw yourselves. There are people out here that can't pay rent, that can't do that, and your COVID relief has still not come through, Biden. My hedge fund guys are doing this crap to the normal people, and then they bitch about it on freaking TV. Are you freaking kidding me? There was one guy that said, oh, they get their stimulus checks, government hands them checks, and they go put it in the stock market like they know what they're doing. Like, well, the, yeah, that's really respectful. God, I'm like, what the freak is your, you need, I just get really ticked off. I, Sounds like you have some passion around this. I do, I do because it's like, it's a true revolution, but, but the hedge fund guys are always going to get freaking bailed out because they're the ones that donate to our politicians. Our politicians, we need to do something about it, cap it, change it, because if we don't, this is not going to change. Until the American people get fed up with all the crap, um, we're going to get the same, we're going to get served the same medicine from political leaders. A thousand percent. So uh, Joe Biden um, does 16 executive orders in the first days in office. And uh, the most that's ever been done before that was like four when Barack Obama did four. He's done, yes, he does 16. Yes. He, um, the, 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 he canceled the pipeline, which lost 11,000 jobs yes. immediately. So <clears throat> uh, gas prices, uh, he's going to, we're going to, we're going to lose our independence in, with energy and gas prices are going to go up. Inflation is going to go up. Things are going to move north. Quickly. And it's going to be painful. Um, and well, then people are like, well, they, we get we get we deserve it because we voted for them, right? So this is part of this is part democratic of republic. When you when the majority of people pick certain things, then you get you get that you get that There's blessing and you get that curse, right? You, it's a trade off. Everything has a trade off. So Trump was a you know was quite the character, and but he had pretty good economic uh, policies and. Uh, pretty uh, strong pro-business and uh, that had to trade off because he was an asshole and so he, he got <laughs> he, true, he got impeached true. twice and he, was, he didn't get reelected. Stuff too, all this <clears throat> right and um, and now we have Biden and that's going to have a trade off so right okay so it's going to be a trade off so so that's the nature of our political system and until we get fed up with both parties this two party system is just keeping the elites in power and until we get on the ground level and start doing principle-based living and policies and those kinds of things. And the masses start demanding fairness for all. Um, and this is not just about equality in, by, by um, gender, equality by color and race. It's, it's, a, it's equality by, for everybody. This yeah. is like, yeah. it's like, so you want to talk about bias and bigotry and prejudice? Talk about the rich versus the average yeah, people. the average Joe. The average Joe. So versus the rich. So you want to talk about that kind of bias? Like, it's disgusting. Um, I have had the good fortune or bad fortune to be around a lot of wealthy people. And I love them, and they're awesome, and it's good. But some of those people really despise poor people and despise people that are less fortunate. And um, and they don't have, they have no idea of their privilege. Yeah. And I'm like, that's privilege. Whether you're white or black yeah, or privilege. yellow or brown, it doesn't matter. But, you know, people just keep their wealth because they have power. Money equals power. People don't want to rel relinquish they power. Don't. And when you have all that power, it's sort of you're in your disposition to misuse that power. 
to sort of use it to your gain. Because yeah, these hedge funds, I mean, they care about money, but they don't at the same time. They care about their power, which the money gives them. Yeah, so, they move the markets and they control right. the world. They do the so same they do the, thing. Yeah, they control the world through the markets. Yeah, so we be, these people beat them at their own game and now they're pissed. Yeah, screw now you. Now they're pouting. They got beat. Yeah, screw <laughs> they you. They got pounded. Now they're all pouting. It's just, it's just interesting. It's like, I think it was Austin, Texas today that announced um, they were taking some money and using it to buy a hotel that was vacant and they're putting homeless people in it, starting a whole program. Well, that's sort of cool. Yeah. Oh, wow. Our government helping the people in America. Hmm. It's a weird concept. Yeah, we were sort of talking about this last podcast. We were talking a little bit about technologies and God and where everybody has their energy and focus instead of, you know, doing good in the world. Um, and I'm sort of a doing good in the world kind of guy. Yeah. It's funny because I'm sort of a politically conservative person, but my my views are more 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 liberal in helping the poor when it comes, to, the hum- I just when it comes to human elements i'm a lot more liberal well you know it's like you see <clears throat> you always think if you work hard you it's the money's going to come right and i think that's what we need to get back to that's what america is right you work hard you do you pay your dues you're rewarded but right now these people worked hard used their money in the stock market how they wanted and now they can't even trade it or do anything with it, but drive the price down. It's complete trash. It is. This is what America is about, is working hard, doing what you want with what you own, and reaping either the reward or the negative consequence. But, I want the fair game back. So here's the thing that's the problem. Ignorance is the problem. So there's a lot of people, as we look at our audience and we talk to them, there's a lot of people that don't even know what we're talking about because they're not aware They haven't paid the price to understand how financial markets work. They haven't paid the price to learn that it's better to receive interest than pay interest, to live within your means and these kinds of things, because many of them don't, it's impossible to live within their means because they don't make enough, they don't have a living wage to to do that with. So, so what happens is this ignorance uh, keeps you low and uh, awareness and learning like helps you climb out of the poverty. But, but that's I, a hard thing to do. But I'm gonna put a little caveat on that. Let me let me. I, I think you're right, but to an extent. Here's why: because I think our system is built in such a way that you have to be so busy all the time. Both both parents in a marriage now have to work, right? Both have to put in their time and then come home and take care of kids or, or get schoolwork done. How much time do they really have in a society that is set up this way to look into these things? They don't. Yeah, they don't have time. I mean, you think about you as a young parent. How much time did you really freaking have to do? Oh, I was work, I've worked three jobs for yeah. 30 years. <laughs> right. I remember being a young parent, and I couldn't even watch the news. No, I didn't watch the news. Let alone have time to actually research some issues. No. I did all my reading on planes. And yeah, like, yeah. Uh, consumption of that kind That's of stuff on planes. Like, so you, Especially when I was working full-time, going to graduate school full-time, and getting about four hours sleep a night for two years. I mean, that was yes. brutal. I didn't even know. I that's what I'm saying. Our culture has created us to be so busy that we really don't open up. And it, it goes to other things we've talked about. The spiritual part, the, the education part, the other kind of worldly knowledge part. Yeah. So when it comes to this revolution, I have a theory that I think can pull a lot of people out of poverty. I want to hear it. You ready? I call it the 10-10-10 rule. I'm listening. Okay. So you take 100% of what you make and let's say... You take the net amount of what you make because the gross amount is taxed, right? right. So you take the net amount of 
You take the net about amount of what you make. Okay. You live on 70% of that. Define what you, okay. Oh, so no, that pays for your, that, oh yeah. So you live on 70% of that. Then you take 10% of that and you save it. And you take 10% of that and you do debt reduction, right? Mm -hmm. And then you take 10% of that and you give it away. I call it the 10, 10, 10 rule. And, um, and you live on 70% of your net. And this is, and the 30% goes to the, you know, goes to savings, goes to debt reduction and goes to abundance. And when I've been able to manage to do that, like consistently, my wealth has expanded exponentially. Deepak would love that. Deepak, he'd love it, huh? Yeah, he'd love, you know, the abundance, the, the money, yeah. money needs to be like blood. It needs to flow. Yeah, let's flow. And, and, and our friend Brent Jorgensen told me, he taught me this lesson about money. Um, you use money to make money and you, you have a spirit of abundance about you and it makes, it makes a lot of difference. And uh, since I've been doing those kinds of things and following that kind of principle, I've had things open up that yeah. never opened up. But let me tell you something, when you're in poverty, you don't learn that. I didn't learn that until I was in my 40s, right? When you're, when you're a kid and, you're, and you grew up in such poor conditions, you don't learn things like that, yeah. you know? You, right. you, you hear this concept of living within your means, but you don't even know what that means. You don't even yeah. know what that is. No, you don't because no, I, I learned that and I was lucky enough to learn that at like 16. Yeah, like you know how fortunate you 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 got no. you got 30 years ahead of me. Well, that's why I've always said though, but where you've come from where you've been is much farther than I'll ever be able to go. Well, I mean, but it's irrelevant because you learned the lessons earlier and now you know you've had that working, those principles working for you for a lot longer than me. Which is cool because we're friends and you know, we help each other out. But I mean it's I was listening to Elon Musk and the Joe Rogan and Elon Musk said, I'd rather be optimistic and wrong than pessim pessimistic and right. Oh yeah. That's a total classic, classic quote. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, I choose to be an optimist. I'm not very much of an optimist. No, you're a pessimist. I am. Yeah. You don't believe in love. Nope. You don't. Because you're a divorce attorney. You don't, <laughs> well, you don't believe in aliens. So I don't believe in aliens except crap. heavenly beings. I that's believe in heavenly crap. aliens. Such crap. I believe in angels. Listen, oh, they're when aliens. They, when they invade us, I'll, I'll take an apology. Oh, really? They're going to invade us? Yeah, they will. That's the next thing. What do you watch? Pandemic, aliens invade. We got a revolution, financial revolution. Financial revolution, paper money, universal income, and AOC and Ted Cruz agreed on something today. I mean, that's, that's a miracle. And Donald How Trump is that Jr. even possible? Donald Trump Jr. He's, he even came out and said, Oh my gosh, AOC and I agree on something. So Donald Trump Jr. to me has a great political future if he plays his cards right. So every, his dad, I don't think, will ever get enough uh, momentum or mojo to have a, a re-election bid. But Jr.'s, he's a stud. I think he might have some... He's more libertarian. Yeah, which is, which is sort of like more what I agree in, agree with. Well, it's time to burn it down. I don't, mean, I don't mean literally, so don't try yeah, to do an insurrection or a coup or something like that. <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry, that's I'm really about this. That's stuff. crazy. No, I love it. it's. You're you're fed up, man. You're sick up. and tired of it. I'm fed up of people thinking that. I mean, here's the thing: Democrats have full control in the House, the Senate, and the President. But you can't get a COVID relief bill done for these people. Are you saying you ran on that crap? Get it done. Yeah. Well, they did. They were busy doing um, 13 or 16 other things that you know allowed a bunch of illegal aliens to get citizenship and uh, and kill get, jobs. And kill jobs. Congrats. <laughs> so, 
Yay, team. There's more people now that need COVID relief because you killed yeah, jobs. that's great. And they're not taxpayers. They're tax receivers. They're going to receive benefits from the government without paying tax. So that's because uh, yeah. it'll make you more upside down. You, but you'll just print money to cover it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I almost flipped the camera off. <laughs> <laughs> I love you that you're all like a hornet's nest, man. You're all stirred up and shit. Like when I talked to him earlier, you guys, he's like, we got to do a podcast today. We got we to do something. We got to say something. We gotta, it's a revolution. We got we to gotta make something happen. And I'm like, okay, very cool. I'm, I'm cool like, with that. We're going to support it. We're going to support the revolution. Support the revolution. All right, guys. There you go. I think that's pretty good. That's, that's, 20, that's 25 quick minutes and blew by. That was older by. than I thought it'd be, too. What, so what, what's the big call to action? I want to hear, what's Revolt, your wisdom? Educate yourself. Find these opportunities. Yes. Educate yourself. Find opportunities. And uh, vote with action that says no to big big business, big just make it fair. Big pharma, big big power. Just make it fair. Do fair. Do fair. I like that. Do, Do fair. fair. Like get, allow an opportunity for. Do what America was actually founded on. Yeah, that'd be something. Industry, hard work, effort, focus, thrift, good values. So that's our message, people. Create a revolution and do good things. Help people and help yourself. Yeah, and uh, fight. Fight the big, big government, big money with, um, with fight the five-fisted octagon. Yes, whatever that means. The Pentagon. The, the Pentagon. Five-fisted. Five-sided. Five, 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 yeah, five-sided. <laughs> like, there we go. Don't flip off the camera. Yeah, y'all have a great, great week, and it's good to good to talk to you. Later. Yeah, life karma out.